sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning, Dr. D. Hey, I like your, uh, what do you call it? You, is it called a blue screen? What is it actually called behind you? It's a baseball well, field. I, I, I have it. Well, it's a baseball field behind me, but there's the green screen that you green can't see. Screen. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I should have known that since it's all you. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. And the worst you that can it. happen to me is I'll get hit by a foul ball. Because <laughs> awesome. I'm behind home plate. <laughs> yeah, we we still are enjoying some nice weather. Oh. I don't know if it's going to be turning on us. So I haven't looked at the ten day uh, forecast. I haven't listened to Mike in the morning uh, today, but uh, I like it when he uh, tells me what's going to be happening in oh. the weeks to come. Absolutely. And today, this particular broadcast, if I can say, it happens to be the 14th of February. I know. I, I, you, you want to get a big love hug from me later on? Uh, I think we can make that some happen. Lunch. We can make that happen. <laughs> a little Valentine's lunch, definitely. All right. So, hey, let's. we've got a big show today. Let's do uh, some recaps. Everybody's in the house this week. I'm really excited. Um, this beautiful Valentine's Day. Let's start off. Romy Davies, Santa Barbara Don, Santa Barbara High School. Romy, talk to me. Thank you, Erica, and hello, everyone. This is Romy Davies, Santa Barbara High School senior, reporting back from Santa Barbara, California, with this week's SB Don Sports Recap. In baseball news, the boys start their season with a 6-3 victory over Grace Brethren in an Easton tournament game on Saturday at Eddie Matthews Field. Kai Malt had a tie-breaking two-run double in the bottom the sixth inning, as well as a double in the first inning to bring home Dane Dawson, who led off the game with a triple. Malt scored on a two-run homer by Cal Whip over the left field fence to make it 3-0. Liam Keithley finished the game, retiring all three batters he faced in the seventh to earn the save. In wrestling news, senior Pepper Marks repeated as a CIF Southern Section Champion on Saturday, winning the 235-pound weight class title at the Central Division Tournament at Canyon Springs High. She was also honored as the tournament's most outstanding wrestler in the upper weights and pinned all of her opponents en route to her second championship. Last year, she became the first female CIF wrestling champion in the South Coast area, so go Pepper! In base basketball news, the boys' basketball team pulled away from the Valley Christian Academy of Santa Maria for a 72-46 win in a CAF Division 4AA first-round game on Wednesday night. Luke Zeppelotto led the Dons with 21 points, Tobin Shyrock scored 10, Waylon Finkel had 9, Jack Holdren and Will Harmon each tallied 8, and senior Owen DeBusk added 7. They will host Gabrieleno in a second-round game on Friday night. That's it for this week's Espeons Recap, and see you next time. Thank you, Romy. Next up, a nice, wonderful Valentine's welcome for Valeria. We've got your uncle in the house, Anthony. He's got his hands put together. Valeria, DP High School. What's going on? Thanks, Erica. And hey, everyone, I'm Valeria Tiburcio-Romo, back with this week's Charger Recap. All winter sports have ended their season except for wrestling. DP has two league champions who won the titles at the Channel League Tournament. For the boys, it was Sean Vague, and for the girls, it was Victoria Bernard. They also have 11 wrestlers who qualified for next week's CIF Tournament. Along with that, girls water polo played two games this week. 
The first one was against El Segundo. The final score was 9-7, the Chargers taking the win. Then on Saturday, they played against Santa Margarita. The final score was 7-6. Unfortunately, the Chargers did not win. And that is it for this week's Charger Recap. I'm Valeria Tiburcio-Romo, and I'll see y'all next week. Thank you, Valeria. Okay, shooting down to a little, we're going to have a little Cardinal action here with Sean Walters. Sean, talk to me. Thank you so much, Erica. This is Bishop Diego High School senior Sean Walters signing on once again to give you the Bishop Diego High School sports recap. It's been fairly quiet in the sports world at Bishop as I only have girls and boys basketball news to report. Starting off with boys basketball, though, the boys traveled to Redondo Beach last Wednesday and unfortunately fell short to Redondo Union High School, 67-47. Things got a little chippy at the end of the game as there was a ton of frustration among our team. That sadly marks the end of the boys' season, though, so a big congratulations on an amazing season, guys. Until next year for some, and a big thank you to all of the seniors. On the other hand, though, our girls' basketball team is entering the Division 4A playoffs as the number one overall seed, earning them a bye in the first round. The girls are hosting their first game on Monday at 6 p.m. in the Brick House. They are facing Yeshiva at home, so make sure to come out and support the girls as they begin their playoff run. It should be an incredible game. Well, everyone, that is all I've got for your Bishop Sports Recap. Thank you so much for listening, and please don't forget to tune in once again next week. This is Sean Walters signing off. Isn't he wonderful? Oh, yeah. You got that old guy thing between him and, <laughs> and uh, uh, Ambrose. You got to like it. You know, oh. give a little balance with all these girls. So, anyway, uh, we got Ambrose Partee, Sammy Schaefer. Happy Valentine's, guys. What's going on in San Marcos? Thanks, Erica. It's Sammy Nambros here with your weekly sports update. Congrats to Ava Stryker and Wyatt Miller for being named Roundtable Athlete of the Week. Starting off with basketball, our boys beat rival Santa Barbara High School 61-50 to make CIF boys basketball playoffs. Our Royals took care of business in their rescheduled crosstown game against Santa Barbara High, racing out to a 20-point first-half lead and finishing with a 61-50 victory. Senior Captain Wyatt Miller said, Oh, we needed it badly. If we lost, we'd have to play another game right after this, and that would have been really hard. All we need to do is win to make playoffs, and we did. Congrats, guys. Now on to wrestling. Senior Jacob Dominguez overcame an injury and placed third in the 106 weight bracket at the CIF Finals on Saturday to qualify for next weekend's Masters State qualifying meet. And Angel Estrada finished sixth in his weight class and is an alternate for the Masters meet, which will be held at Palm Springs High. Good job, boys. Now moving on to baseball. On Saturday, our boys' baseball team kicked off their season with a win, beating Santa Paula 9-1. Darren Orlando pitched four innings, giving up one earned run and striking out Santa Paula for the other three. Eric Perez pitched two innings, and Kane Hodina pitched the seventh, striking out two. Owen Estabrook and Brendan Shikata both homered and had two RBIs apiece for the Royals. Orlando had two hits, including a double, while Cole Schoenwetter also had two hits and an RBI. Brad Shikata doubled, and Hodina had an RBI as well. That's all we have for you this week. Back to you, Erica. Thank you, everybody. Let's get to it. Stay here. A lot more after these messages.
And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hello, this is Dominique Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center. And I have a Hackett's Huga moment. Huga! Huga is that wonderful Danish word that has to do with having uh, cozy friends, family. Some people call it cocoa by candlelight. But it's where we create those moments in our lives where we have comfort and we rejuvenate, makes it easy to learn, makes it more fun to relate with friends on teams and sports and music. So all of that is creating those beautiful human moments that are full of authenticity, love and caring. So the story I have to share is an old story. It's a, it's a story about an old Chinese woman. And you've probably heard this story before, but the fun thing about telling stories is I like to say they tell themselves. And so they're always slightly different whenever you hear them. So there is an old Chinese woman who had to carry water from a nearby stream in order to water her garden. And in order to do this, she would put two pots on the end of a pole and then lift the pole up and put it on her shoulders. So if you can imagine it, she's hanging onto the pole and she's got a pot hanging from both sides of the pole. Well, when she would walk down to the stream and fill up these pots with water and then turn around and walk back, one of the pots had a leak. Now, it wasn't a huge crack, but a little crack. And so it would leak a little bit of water as she walked. And by the time she got back to the garden, that pot was only half full. Well, this went on for quite a while, actually a couple of years. And the pot was really sad, the pot with the crack. He was really sad that he felt like he wasn't fulfilling his duty because his duty was to carry the water from the stream to the garden. And well, he could only carry half of it. So he wasn't successful. Whereas the other pot was very proud because the other pot was able to carry a full pot of water. So finally, the pot decided to talk to the elderly woman. And the pot said, gosh, I, I'm ashamed that I can't do my duty. I mean, have you ever thought of maybe fixing me or, or even tossing me out and getting a different pot? I'm, I'm really sad that I'm not fulfilling my role of carrying the water. And the old woman said to the pot, have you noticed along the edge of where you, you are on, the, on the, the pathway that I walk, there are beautiful flowers growing. Do you know what I've done? I planted seeds because I knew you leaked a little bit of water. I planted seeds along that side of the path. And as we walk, you are watering all those flowers. And every day I'm cutting those flowers and putting them in my house and they are making me so happy. You are helping to enrich my life. And so the beauty of this story, there's a couple of things about this. Number one, to me, when you're looking at integrating the talents of all the people around you, maybe it's not necessary to fix someone so that they're all exactly the same but rather look at how people are and honor the beauty of how people are and, and take advantage of that. And then mm -hmm. the other thing is, as the pot that had the crack in it, focus on yourself and on the good in yourself and notice that, yeah, we all have flaws, but wow, 
my flaws make me relatable and there may be other magic that I'm offering to the world by the way that I'm expressing my beingness. So mm. we are, we are all, I like to say there's no one who's not already perfect. We're just finding our ways to express ourselves and our authenticity. Nice. Anthony Rodriguez is perfect. Yeah. You know what I, what I caught with, with all the, uh, when my kids were growing up, I always volunteered in the classes and my kids went to a Catholic school. And I learned that when I was helping the teacher, when they were going through their little assignments, you know, you pick up really quick on on the different learning styles of a of a child, and I always notice when it when somebody is struggling with something, they look around and they feel more stressed because everyone around them is going at light speed and they're just not getting it. And I'm like, you know, you're gonna get it. It's just not yet, and you are brilliant because not everybody is good at every single thing. So. When we're going to pick up on something later on today that you're really good at, you're going to be flying through. So, you know, focus on that and don't worry about you. You, you see what I'm saying? I mean, and, and Emily, you were a teacher. So it's I think the whole thing is just to not stress a kid out, you know, I mean, and just let them understand that it's OK. I think that's the big thing. Make them feel safe. Christine, we have another teacher in the house. This is all about kids. This, show, okay? this goes with, with sports, too. With so I need to make my kids go left hand, left hand, as much as the right hand, especially in basketball. And nobody, obviously, it's not there unless they were lefty. It's not their, their strong hand. They were very uncomfortable. You just got to push it through. It all depends about where you want to get because your left has to be as good as the right. It just takes a little bit more work. Christine. Uh, well, what this reminds me of is one of the things I say often, um, and especially when I'm doing my tarot work, and it's for, it's a little, it's the wound is the doorway to the gift. And it's kind of hard to understand that as a child, because that's a lot of the times when we're getting the wounds. And when we get older, you know, even as teenagers, we can actually understand some of these things. Uh, the first time I heard it, I think I was in my 20s. But this idea that, um, you know, and that's so it's so beautifully pictured there in, in your story, Dominique, because it's the crack in the pot. That's a wound that's actually watering the flowers. And it's it takes a little bit of a, you know, the whole re, reframing the story to realize that that from that wound came that gift uh, that's a really beautiful beautiful um representation of that thank you i think the real gift here is to have the person understand and to use like dominique the old wise woman didn't have to nest she could have replaced the pot right she didn't have to see so she was an awakened being, which is super, super important. That's why you want to have the good teachers. We want to have the good coaches because they've already come into it the way that you get to, you, you already see. Otherwise, well, you wouldn't be a teacher. The, the, the beauty of the wise woman was that um, she looked at what she had and found use for it in, in a way of, of beauty that honored everyone. And it takes that uh, wisdom of slowing down. And going, gosh, everybody doesn't have to be the same. Love the diversity. Everybody doesn't have to be the same. Nice. Well, Dominique, I always enjoy your little hookahs. It sets my, it sets the week for me. And I really appreciate it. And you never tell me what we're going to talk about. You did say it has to do with a talking pot. I'm like, oh, God. So, <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, okay. It turned out okay. So, Dominique, who do we got next? 
Emily. Emily has a guest today. We'll be right back. Dance for me, dance for me, dance for me. Oh, 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 oh. I never seen anybody do the things you do before. They say, move for me, move for me, move for me. Yeah. When you're done, I'll make you do it all again. So they say, dance for me, dance for me, dance for me. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hi, this is Emily the Songbird, and I am so excited today because I have a wonderful guest with me. My guest is Elizabeth Kubari. Is that right? Yep, yeah, Kubari. Hi. Hi, and she's from the theletterproject.org and theletterproject.org, she's going to explain to us about this wonderful project. I, I discovered this about a month ago, and it is a wonderful way to build the self-esteem and the self-confidence of girls and women around the world. And so, so grateful to have you here today, Elizabeth. Um, I'd just like to start out with what we were talking about seeds in this last episode and and this wonderful idea of planting seeds and so i'm i'm wondering how did this seed for this wonderful vision start and and what was your contribution in that from the beginning yeah absolutely well so the letter project actually began in atlanta um, with the founder her name is whitney bieber saxon and um she really was looking around at other girls and women in her community and finding that there, there was a, a common theme that many of them just didn't believe in themselves the way that maybe others believed in them or others, they, they weren't seeing themselves in this full potential. And she looked at some data and studies were showing that as many as seven and 10 girls believe that they're not good enough. And so she thought, how can we reach out to them? And so um, that's been the common theme of the Letter Project since its founding. And really, we believe that every girl matters, no matter her circumstances or background. And we, um, we work with handwritten letters to remind girls and women that they are worthy, that they are special, and that they're able to do whatever they set their heart on. And so we believe in really um, helping that seed flourish. Oh, that's so Yeah, it's so beautiful. And I know, Dominique, I know you just uh, joined the Letter Project, too. So when I when I came on a couple of weeks ago and I had just started, I had such enthusiasm. Um, and I know because I taught in an, um high school and at risk, I'm putting that in quotes, high school. But, you know, the, the struggles were so real. But what I love about the letters is they're so personal. So um, could you talk a little bit about that? Because we have listeners who may be interested in um, sending requests, which is, is something that you can do, and also in writing the letters. So could you speak a little bit about the format of, of the letter writing and also the personal aspect of it? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think the easiest way to explain is about the process of submitting a request. And then that explains how it's so personalized and so detailed. So anyone can submit a request for someone else. Um, we do ask that if the individual is a minor who's going to receive it, that we have parental approval. But you, you go onto our website on letterproject.org and you write um, a paragraph about why this individual, why the girl is going through something or what is happening in her life. And then you write a paragraph about why they're special. What is unique about them? You know, is it that they love corgis, that they love rainbows, that they are just the best friend? And that those two paragraphs are what go on our website. So you really, um, when you actually write a letter, you will know the individual's first name, the city, their age, and then those two paragraphs. So what are they, what's happening in their life and why are they special? And the result is that you, the letters that are written are actually quite personal. They do, um, they, they really talk to the problems or what is occurring in that individual's life. And for example, in the past year, we had a letter request for a woman who was turning 101 and living in a nursing home. And it, um, she just was very lonely. This was coming from her niece and said, you know, many of her friends growing up are not able to write her letters or just not around. And so could we do this? And so that woman was able to open up, you know, about 25 birthday cards from individuals. Uh, another example was a girl who was seven and she was going through some bullying at school. And so she was just having a hard time because she wasn't always invited to the play dates and others were making comments about her. And so this little girl ended up getting um, hand-painted cards of cats um, because she had mentioned that she loved cats. And she ended up just hearing wonderful personal stories from women who had gone through that as a child. Mm. You know, I, I've been fortunate enough to work with women um, about five, six years ago. And the one thing they all had a troubled past, but the one thing, the common denominator, and this is what really triggered your um, organization, what I really liked about it, is none of those women had a strong female presence in their life. I mean, you talk about, you know, I, I go to therapy since 1999, but you talk about the, you know, the mommy issues, they didn't have anything. They didn't have a strong female role model ever. And that's why I really like this, because this is, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, this is an all-woman's project, right? So, yeah, this is, this is great, especially for our teen athletes out there. There are a lot of kids. I know one in particular I worked with. I coached basketball in an at-risk um, at the boys' club for 28 years. So I could tell you stories. And, I mean, I, I remember, you know, coaching at night and, and you know, the parents, some of them were stumbling in, you know, it just was, it was just bad. And um, for girls and boys. So, yeah, I think this is great. And I think doing the whole snail mail old school, I think this is fantastic. This is great. It, it, it does reconnect. I mean, Dominique went and got special stationery. She's got her stickers. I mean, so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge writer. So you, I mean, she's so looking forward to uh, knocking out a letter this weekend. So thank you, Dominique. Um, so just to let people know that um, the beautiful thing about this project is that the person who requests the letter, they're requesting on behalf of someone else, and then they're going to receive them and, and bundle the letters together and then give them to the person that, that, uh, they feel is in need of this letter and so uh, these letters so it's it's a number of letters that are coming together as a bundled package 
That is so beautiful. So the, the person who's, uh, who's going to re- receive on behalf of the person who's uh, the woman who, or young girl who's ultimately going to get them can, can like uh, look and review and, and, and package it up nicely. So it's like there's a lot of loving concern that is being passed on by mm-hmm. a village to mm-hmm. focus on one person, one little girl or, or, or a woman who may not know that there are others that can relate to their issues and then helps build their self-esteem. It's just so beautiful. So the letters then, what we're saying is, can be, are going to be screened from the yes. person who instituted the whole thing, which is great because I was, I was asked that and I didn't know the answer. And I said, well, tune in on Tuesday at 9 a.m. And I'm sure we'll cover it. <laughs> and Elizabeth, your website is so beautiful. You, you have frequently asked questions that are wonderful. And then the writer's portal, it, the, it's very self-explanatory how to participate in the project. Thank you. That's great to hear. And I would also say we have 9,800 active writers. So that means when you submit a request, usually within the same week, it's um, it's being posted and you're getting letters within about 10 days. So it's very, very fast. 9,800 writers means that somebody has gone through something similar to what that request is mentioning. So there's real personal experience that's being offered. And then and you have a goal this year of a certain number of letters, right? Yeah, in 2022, we actually sent 401 bundles, which ended up to be over 9,000 letters because each individual receives between 20 and 25 letters. And so we look to increase that next year to another 450 bundles. And Elizabeth, you had said that there was a need for more requests. Is that correct? When I when we emailed back and forth, you were saying, so this is really important. If you're hearing this and you know it's you or you know of somebody who could really benefit from this, please don't hesitate to make that request because that could make such a difference. And Dominique, I love what you were saying about you get this whole bundle. And what I think about is it's really this vibration that you get of like, you know, shifting that belief at a really deep level of who you are. And I just want to share, I got in the mail my Magical Mermaid writing kit, which I'm super excited about because I actually in the beginning didn't follow the directions. I was typing my letters because my handwriting is so sloppy. And then I thought, uh oh. So I went all out, got my mermaid writing kit. So if anybody wants to do some mermaid writing, you're welcome to join me. Anthony, in, okay, we're going to get to Dominique, but Anthony Rodriguez was so blessed. I mean, I do believe in uh, the universe and how uh, organically the show has grown and taken off now 20, 20 countries, okay, because of our relationship with Eternity Ready Radio. Thank you so much, Jeremiah Ferris. He's just really pumping the show up. It's so cool looking at Belgium, Moscow. You don't even know where these letters are going to come from now, Elizabeth. Just hold on to your seat, okay? <laughs> Anthony. Introduce yourself to Elizabeth. You know, a lot of kids that could get some support in this town. Yeah. Hi, Elizabeth. My name is Anthony Rodriguez. I'm with the Food Bank of Santa Barbara County. And also I work with a lot of teens. So what I'm hearing about your, your, uh, what you do, I think that is amazing. There's so many young kids, young girls, especially that feel that they're not good enough. And no matter how many, how many times somebody tells it to them, they don't, they still don't believe it. But I think that if they hear it from somebody else, somebody they don't know is really seeing those letters, I think that's a big deal. So I think that's amazing. So thank you for doing that. Anthony, go deeper in how you help our kids. Um, I respond to uh, their needs if a family calls, says that they're having issues with their student, their, their child. 
also with suicide, um, drug abuse, um, and emotional abuse, sexual abuse. Uh, I work with uh, many teens that have many different types of, of you know, trials in their lives and families that have trials in their lives. And I do my best to support them and get them some help and also share my personal story with them to, for them to realize that they're not alone and it can happen to anyone. And, and um, you know, little by little together, we can get through things. Nice. So beautiful. I want to just ask a quick question about language. Elizabeth, are you limited only to English? We are limited only to English. However, the recipients and the writers can be anywhere in the world, and they often are. But yes, it is in English. Nice. So why don't you give the information out again, Elizabeth? We just had Alex Ramirez in the house. He owns fitness. uh, I always get fitness. (laughs) I myself. Well, go ahead. Fitness for Life 805 Fitness. Say it again. Fit for Life 805. Fit for Life 805. 805. Okay, so he has a lot of um, uh, female athletes that he trains as well. And um, we'll keep him up to speed, but we've got to take a break right now. Next up, Christine Marie, a view from a deck right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back. This is Christine Marie with um, A View from the Deck. I almost forgot my own name. <laughs> um, and uh, actually, what I want to do first is ask for um, Elizabeth Kumbari's uh, contact information before we go forward. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. You can reach The Letter Project at theletterproject.org online, and we're happy to see you. Great. Thank you. So, Elizabeth, um, I I don't know if you knew this when you were coming on the show, but I do tarot, and I I sort of bring a little bit of the woo here to to our Teen Sports Radio show, the (laughs) woo-woo. And so um, I thought I would pick a card for you if you if you, if, if that's if you're comfortable with that. Some people yes, aren't, but please. great. So so I'm gonna I, I have these really cool cards. They're called the tran the the transparent tarot that I'm working with right now, and they just have one symbol. I don't know if you know much about tarot, but so it's sort of concentrated. But I, I also have other things that I know about the cards. So I'm just just tell me when to stop shuffling, because um, I'm shuffling for you. Okay. Right? Okay. And do you want me to pick from the top, the bottom, or the middle? Middle. Okay. And I'm cutting it in half. Do you want it to be on this, uh, the the bottom of the card here or the top card here? Top card. Top card here. Oh, my goodness. Of course, you picked <laughs> the scariest <laughs> card. Uh, well, not the scariest card. You, you picked a card that people sometimes look at um, 
as um, a bad card because it's it, it is no, well actually it's the devil but this one's oh, it's changed that's a good card. The, it is a great card because the what the devil is about is about breaking the chains that bind you it's about it's about those places where you're trapped it's about uh, freeing yourself in fact one of my favorite um, decks is a has a gives an archangel to every um, major arcana card it's a major arcana card and it talks about freeing yourself uh, actually freeing your dragons and there's a picture of this archangel it's the archangel of freedom taking taking chains off the dragon so it's kind of like your shadow side acknowledging and honoring your shadow side i don't know if you ever saw the movie um how to train your dragon but it's a really powerful card about i mean movie about how we're afraid of things the things that we're afraid of and and then they they have control over us but suddenly once you make friends with it or you somehow put it align yourself with it really are willing to deal and look with look at things it changes that and, and even in the sense of the the word devil get thee behind me as soon as we we name the devil, then it no longer has power over us. And so what I love about the devil card is this perspective that it is, you know, be the, the willingness to take responsibility for those things we project onto others. When you point at somebody else and you say, oh, I hate it when they do that. Then you realize, oh, you know what? I think I probably do that sometimes too. It's just easier to hate on them. And um, uh, also the the devil card in almost every deck is the opposite, is, is very similar in visuals to the lover's card, um, which is, which instead of having the devil, it has um, the um, Cupid, right? Um, hitting some, you know, hitting with an arrow of love. And the, I think of the lover's card as the individuation process, really taking responsibility for ourselves and becoming more us. And so when we're willing to look at our stuff, we can then face each other. In the devil card, people are usually not facing each other, not willing to look, but in the lover's card, they're facing and embracing. So um, it's a powerful card of really just doing your inner work, okay, doing your shadow work. Hey, Elizabeth, kind of what the letter project is about. We're sharing a shadow side of us that we're having a hard time to deal with. Yeah. And then we're finding out, wow, there's a whole community of women that are that are are helping to incorporate and assimilate the lessons that we learn from all this. OK, I want to drill down deeper, Elizabeth. Is there anything you want to share? <laughs> I think I need to do more work on myself. To know. <laughs> well, we have Christine here. She's really good. We all have yeah, because the fun thing is. The chains, we can take the chains off. There's nobody else holding the chains on us. Right, right. That we release ourselves from. And yeah. Our yeah, the cards, yeah. They, they're usually, they're not trapped. The people aren't trapped at all. They're just not seeing that they can untrap themselves. And I think that's really beautiful what you said, Dominique, about the sharing of of those, the, the, the dark and the shadow. Because I think a lot of times we think, I'm the only one this is happening to. I'm the only one. I can't possibly admit this or talk about this because I, everyone would know I'm weird or strange or odd or wrong. But everybody, we are all we all have those shadows we all have those dark places and the more we're willing to talk about them the more we realize we're not alone and even in that of not aloneness we can help each other through things which is the beauty of your of the letter writing project is that people who've gone through that acknowledged it and then come now they have they have they, they can you know they can really offer it let, let people know that you'll get through it, it you'll be That's better great. for it that's why I like when we have Dr. Jean or Dr. Amy here, because the whole thing um, that we want to pass on to our teens, our teen athletes, the future of, of our humanity is to teach them how to and give them the skill sets 
through the letter project, just to be able to communicate, let it out, talk about it, because that's the last thing, because then you'll hit 60 like me, and I've been in therapy for 10 years. See, that's not good. I was not given the tools, okay? I would say, jump how high, bury, bury, bury. And then all of a sudden, like, you hit 50, and like, ah. <laughs> just say, you got to, you got to, that's our, our way of doing things is not the right way, Dominique. Well, I just wanted to add, maybe Alice can speak to this. It's so interesting that in building muscle, I didn't realize that you're actually breaking, you're actually tearing in order to build muscle. And that, that's so interesting about our human character. So, can, Alex, can you talk a little bit about how, how muscle is built? Yeah. So, hey, guys, Fit for Life 805. Um, when you go through endurance or muscular training, whether it's with body weights or dumbbells, any kind of resistance bands, uh, it will tear your muscle fiber. So it's, it's micro damage. There is some trauma, but it's not that kind of tear where it's going to lead to an injury. We usually feel it as muscle soreness, that achiness, that tightness. Um, but it's okay, too, if you are not experiencing those micro, those tears, uh, just because you worked out and you're not sore doesn't mean your muscles didn't go through damage. They're, they went through it. Um, it's just you're getting stronger, so you're not feeling the result as much. So uh, it doesn't get easier. You just get stronger. And so you increase the weight. You challenge yourself a little bit more. But yes, on a certain level, you do tear your muscle fibers, but in a good, healthy way. So that, that tearing and then the repair makes you stronger. And that's, that's what happens with our character. I mean, that's part of why Teen Sports Radio so focuses on teen athletes is that the athletics helps us in enjoying life and building character. And sleep is a big component to that, not just, you know, for athletes, but in general, we all need sufficient amount of sleep, good quality sleep. But uh, the repair is a lot of nutrition and a lot of good quality sleep as well. So making sure you get your protein, your good healthy carbs, your healthy fats after a workout, and then you get your good seven to nine hours of rest. Uh, and then, yeah, it'll, it'll help out. And then, of course, it rejuvenates the mind, especially so you're prepared for the next day. Well, thank you so much, Alice. Get your contact information one more time. we got to take a break. Fitforlife805.com. Thank you, Alex. We'll be back with more. Stay here. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hey, everybody. This is Anthony Rodriguez, and I'm with the Food Bank of Santa Barbara County. I'm their operations and disaster services specialist. I don't just uh, work on disasters or cause disasters, but I actually respond to disasters. So lately, there, as we all know, there was a large uh, earthquake in Turkey. 
and there has been many fatalities. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, they, they ask, why is there so many fatalities? You know, what, what can we do to minimize those fatalities? Well, obviously the structures and everything like that, we have different um, regulations here in our, in our state, in the United States compared to over there. But what, do, what is it that we can do here to protect ourselves? Well, the one thing for sure is definitely start thinking about preparedness, not just um, preparedness in your home, but you got to think about financial preparedness to be able to recover fast and quickly. Um, obviously, uh, don't forget your pets, your four-legged friends, your two-legged friends, um, whatever that you may have, um, and your children, especially. I had a friend of mine that um, there was an earthquake and her family forgot about her and her little brother. They all ran out, but they forgot about them. So, I mean, that's one thing about stress. Um, you know, when there's a large disaster, we start stressing out, we, we, we can't think, and it's because of the fact that we're not prepared, or at least a little bit prepared. Um, I believe that if we prepare just even just the just one ounce of, of preparedness makes a big difference on the way that we're going to respond and how we're going to act and how we're going to be able to recover from it. Thank you, Anthony. I, I've got to say, we appreciate you've been doing this for years. And I would say Dominique and I are very, very prepared. And I and it's all because of you. So thank you for that. You Here's can print, you print them off the website. Correct. The, the yeah. Checklist, the organized disaster supplies. And there's little checkoff boxes. Right. And that's actually what what the food bank is part of. Um, I'm the chair of one of the co-chairs for um, the Earthquake Country Alliance. And we have a brand new um, area here in Santa Barbara County, all the way up to, I believe, Fresno, um, we're in charge of. So, I mean, it's it's important for people to be prepared. You know, you have to think about so just the minor things. But, you know, everybody wants to go buy this big old disaster kit. Well, you know what? Half of the stuff that you buy in a disaster kit may not be for you. You have to make sure that you make it specifically for you so if you wear glasses make sure you have extra glasses if you've got medicine make sure you got extra pairs of you know extra medications um you have to make it specifically to you and you don't have to spend that much money you know if you've got kids that have backpacks and they you know every every kid wants a brand new backpack every year for school you know they just end up throwing it to the side well there's your there's one of your kits right there for your car you know another one for where you work at and then, you know, make sure that you, you know, half of the time we're on the roads, you know, a lot of, a lot of us do a lot of driving. Um, so you have to have one in, in your car as well. Yeah. I like it. I like it when you say, put your shoes, add shoes, because if I you're, if that's night, yeah. Exactly. And then change your clothes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. All right. Be honest. Is anybody else here as prepared as Dominique and I, Alex, you prepare, look at nobody. Everybody says no. <laughs> oh, oh, we got to work on that. We definitely got to work on that. I know. I do. I'm not kidding I do have two bags in my house. Anthony, would it be best to have would it be best to have the bags in the car that it's going to be your emergency vehicle to leave? Like, say there's a a disaster at the house. Right. But you can't remember to grab your bags. Would it be best to have it stored in your trunk and then just get in that car and go? Always remember, have one in your car, one at work and one at home. All right. Listen, let's work on that. At least put the bug out back to the car. We ran out of time. God bless you all. Bug it out. See you next week. I'm unstoppable. I'm a pusher with no brakes. I'm-